Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Hey, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining me on this edition of the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. Why? Well, for a couple of reasons. One, it is Martin Luther King Jr. weekend as I'm recording this. We're heading into the weekend. And so it's important for us to remember, to commemorate, to celebrate the uh, work of a person who is uh, very prominent, powerful, looms large in the history of the United States. It's also important that we know the things that this man said and taught because, well, I think they're lining up very well with the scriptures, with biblical worldview, but also I think that uh, many in our culture have gotten lost, claimed the mantle of Martin Luther King Jr., but instead have gone off the rails and advocate things that are 180 degrees out of phase with the kinds of things, the kinds of ways that Martin Luther King tried to influence racial relations in the United States. And you will see that as we go through this podcast today. We're going to talk about two different things in the podcast. One is called The Letter from a Birmingham Jail. I'm going to guess that most people listening to this podcast have not heard of The Letter from a Birmingham Jail, and I believe you should have. You should know what it says, what Martin Luther King said in that letter. So we're going to talk about that just briefly. And then we're also going to get into the I Have a Dream speech, which many of you may have heard a little two-minute segment of it. But there's also some other important things that King said in that speech, which are often not quoted. So we're going to try to enlighten ourselves on the things he said, the way he envisioned, the way he dreamed having and bringing about change in race relations in the United States and the way things should be done here in our nation. So let's begin with the letter from the Birmingham jail. It happens sequentially first before the I Have a Dream speech. This letter was written in the spring of 1963. Martin Luther King Jr. had been uh, put in jail, had been arrested for leading some massive nonviolent, there's a key, nonviolent demonstrations in Birmingham. The demonstrations were about uh, the segregated lunch counters that existed in Birmingham and the discriminatory hiring practices that were prevalent there. After King was jailed for these nonviolent protests, for leading these protests, eight Christian pastors from Birmingham uh, from Alabama, wrote him a letter and said to King that they agreed with his goals, but they disagreed with his tactics, and they asked him to call off the demonstrations. King responded with a uh, quite a long letter to them, justifying why he was doing what he was doing, and justified it based on some pretty significant principles from God's Word. So today, I want to take a look at some, just some, of what he wrote there and encourage you uh, to study further. If you like the letter from a Birmingham jail, here we go, some of what King wrote. He writes, one may well ask, how can you advocate breaking some laws and obeying others? The answer is found in the fact that there are two types of laws. There are just laws and there are unjust laws. He says, I would agree with St. Augustine that an unjust law is no law at all. So there he is, he quotes St. Augustine. He says, now, what is the difference between the two? How does one determine whether a law is just or unjust? A just law is a man-made code that squares with the moral law or the law of God. An unjust law is a code that is out of harmony with the moral law. 
To put it in the terms of St. Thomas Aquinas, an unjust law is a human law that is not rooted in eternal natural law. Any law that uplifts human personality is just. Any law that degrades human personality is unjust. I'll just pause there for a moment and note, if you uh, read it all or listen at all to Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court today, uh, serving on the Supreme Court as uh, we uh, record this, has been for many, many years, Clarence Thomas will often echo these very same words from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So just to kind of put that in perspective of how uh, that has influenced our nation even today in the life and work of Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court. Let's continue, though, with King's words in the letter from a Birmingham jail. Continuing on the same theme, he says, All segregation statutes are unjust because segregation distorts the soul and damages the personality. So segregation is not only politically, economically, and sociologically unsound, but it is morally wrong and sinful. So I can urge men to obey the 1954 decision of the Supreme Court because it is morally right. Just a second here, I'll tell you what that is. That decision that he's talking about there is the Brown versus Board of Education decision to desegregate the public schools. He says, I can urge people to obey that decision, and I can urge them to disobey the segregation ordinances because they are morally wrong. Let us turn to a more concrete example of just and unjust laws, he says. An unjust law is a code that a majority inflicts on the minority that is not binding on itself. This is the difference made legal. On the other hand, a just law is a code that a majority compels a minority to follow and that it is willing to follow itself. This is sameness made legal. So, uh, well, how often do we have in our day laws made by the majority that... Um, that are foisted on the minority, that are foisted on the people, and then the majority, those who made the law, that is Congress, don't have to follow. Uh, that's complained about all the time. Let's go back to Martin Luther King Jr. and see what he says about that. He says those laws are unjust. So lots to think about here from this letter, uh, in this letter from a Birmingham jail. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. is um, quite an intellectual, and he has quite an understanding. Uh, he's studied this a lot about what is a just and unjust law and uh, what laws should be followed and what laws should not be followed. And he often, often talks about, as we'll see, when you don't follow laws, you do that in a nonviolent manner, uh, not with a, in a violent manner. So uh, we're going to see that again in the I Have a Dream speech momentarily. In fact, let's, let's head to that speech, the I Have a Dream speech. I'm going to, uh, again, quote from it just a little bit. Uh, some of the quotes, these quotes you may not have heard of because they're not the most famous of the quotes. So uh, let's check it out, the I Have a Dream speech. This is just a couple of paragraphs of it. He says, when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution, and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, and of course we'd add today women, obviously, promised that all men would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So just to pause there, the point here is that King is grounding his movement in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. He's not casting them aside, which many do today, and say, well, they're just a product of uh, ancient white men who are dead. But he's saying, no, no, those are good. And we're going to cash this promissory note. Here's how King continues. He says, it's obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. 
Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. And then he continues. There is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. Just a comment there, how biblical uh, he is in these words. Okay, King continues. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. Martin Luther King Jr. Again, as we celebrate him this weekend, we want to not just say we're celebrating him, but actually uh, take a look at the things he said, the things he wrote, the things he uh, spoke about, and say, ask ourselves the question, are we living these things out, and how can we live them out in a more powerful way? Of course, we could not um, get by without actually um, quoting the more famous part of the speech, and to do that, because he is such a great preacher, uh, just such a powerful orator, I want to let uh, Martin Luther King Jr. take it over from here. That one day, this nation will rise up live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. Interposition and nullification. One day, right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted, and every hill and mountain shall be made will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. Wow. Powerful, powerful speech, a powerful preacher, and um, just some 
just a beautiful, beautiful dream. As we uh, listen to Martin Luther King Jr., both uh, in his letter from the Birmingham jail and in his I Have a Dream speech, uh, we uh, need to confess as Christians that uh, some Christians have lived out this dream well, uh, both in the past and in our day. And other Christians have uh, in the past and even in our day not lived out this dream very well. And so uh, that's just a simple reality that um, we need to acknowledge, understand. And um, I share these things with you today in part because I want to spur myself on to love and good deeds, and I want to spur you on to love and good deeds. I want to, uh, I have a dream that Christians lead in this um, process of racial reconciliation, that we as Christians, no matter what our skin color might be, realize we are all of the same human race, that we are all loved by Jesus. Jesus died for all, rose again, that we all might live together in eternity. And if we're going to live together in eternity, we might as well start living together here and loving one another here. And so that's my dream for this weekend. And um, I share this uh, podcast with you in the hopes that we together could be agents of racial reconciliation in this nation as uh, we continue to struggle as a nation with this. That's what we got for you today at Eagles on the Hill. We want to encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. There's no spaces, dots, dashes, underscores there, just all one word, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this podcast, what you're doing to affect racial reconciliation in your own sphere of life. And uh, as always, we want to uh, encourage you to trust in the promise of God in Isaiah 40, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will fly on wings like eagles. And we pray that you would uh, claim that promise of God in your life today. Thanks for listening and joining us together on this podcast.